Love is Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today, I have the great honor and humbled by having Jason Jackson with me, who's an interior designer. And I met Jason eight years ago, I think, nine years ago, and he has um, blessed me in my life beyond my imagination. Um, people who know me know that I'm a black and white aesthetic, and he's the one who came up with the idea of doing two tones black, and it still works how many years later. Um, the thing that I love about Jason is he's the kindest man that I've ever met in my life, and has showed me how to treat people in humanity. And with that, it's an honor to have you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious, Jason. Um, you're an interior designer, and yet you're so much more for people. Um, you are such a, a steward of humanity and caring for people. And I'm wondering how that shows up in your design business. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's really the core of what it is, and, and it's, it's hard to explain or really talk about it sometimes for at least paint this picture so that people can really understand how it works because it seems <clears throat> a little bit um, out there. But um, all my clients just um, come to me and, and have fallen in my lap for some way or reason, and um, I really am honored and, and, and grateful and blessed to just become a part of their lives. Um, you know, I most of the clients I've worked with, I've worked with for four or five years, and um, they all swear, swear they're never going to let me go, but um, <laughs> it shows up, you know, it shows up in ways that, um, it's just really fascinating. I mean, you know, I had this ability to kind of get myself into the family in a way that's non-abrasive or non-threatening, and really get to know everybody in the family and help them live their lives differently. I mean, our, our homes are, and our environments really affect you know, our health and, and how we feel about ourselves and how we interact with people. And um, some, our spaces sometimes really just work against us. And I have some sort of, I guess, gift or, or um, skill set that allows me to just get into these families' uh, lives and it's okay. And they open up and they allow me to just change the way they live. And um, I know one client, um, well, I won't go there at least at the moment, but um, it seems like it almost seems like that I'm not there for them to be the grandfather. Say more about that. I mean, that's I, I've heard you talk about that, and I know my experience is when you get into my presence, or you and I are together, I know that my life feels better by having you around. That's an awesome compliment. Thank you. Um, wow. Um, all the clients that I've worked with. Um, I had a few years ago, I had three clients that I was doing, um, at the, that was working with them at the same time. And all three of them gave 
this feedback to me separately, and none of them know each other. They're like, hey, I don't believe you came to us for the complete crime project. Um, one person's mother was going through cancer um, treatment, and um, I helped um, move her out of her condo and build a new um, uh, ADU for uh, her and her son's house. Um, another client um, just was having some friction and, and some rupturing with um, uh, her husband and, and, and their relationship a little bit. And um, then I had another client who um, actually lost uh, a child. And um, all of them said, hey, you know, I don't think you were here for the design project. And I was like, kind of taken, taken back that the first person said it, but then when all three of them said it, I was like, whoa, this, what is this, you know? And um, I just feel like that we all go through things, and um, we all have our stuff. And sometimes we just need someone to hold space for us. You know, I mean, I, I certainly wasn't counseling these folks on, on, on these particular problems they were having. I wasn't trying to, you know, offer any sort of um, psychiatric or even um, consoling about We never really talked about what was going on in their lives. But I think that just sometimes people need a project to focus on, and they need someone to kind of help shepherd that project. And that's kind of really what I look at myself uh, as a interior designer. It's not really an interior designer. I'm shepherding um, a new life for these folks. And um, that's a unique position to be able to play in consciousness. It's, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you just said something, Jason, that we need people to hold space. Yeah. Sometimes people need to hold space. But what I think is interesting is like a double entendre, that you're, you're creating a space, but really you're holding the space and creating the space at the same time. Right, yeah. That's an interesting parallel there. Um, yeah. I, um, some, yeah, the holding, hold, holding space um, thing and then the space that nurtures us, uh, it's, they, it's, they, they work some, um, you know, uh, together. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know how to, how to explain this. One of the hard things to really articulate, but sometimes we all just need something to focus on and we need um, to get us away from our lives. And then once we realize that we focus on this project, we realize that our life works out in the meantime. So it's almost like, you know, at the end of the project, when the project's done, uh, what they were going through has already worked itself out. And by distracting themselves with, you know, this other project, it all just worked out. And um, to be a part of that and to understand that, you know, I can just help be a part of that um, process, it's just, um, it's totally changed my life. It's really uh, caused an awakening me as to what I need to do and what my purpose is. And, um, and that feels really good. That's been what, how has it impacted you? Oh, it's totally, I mean, you know, I met you eight years ago, and I was um, totally different than I am now, and I've grown so much, and I think the key to life for all of us, or our responsibility for life, I think, is to really just get in touch with ourselves, learn to love ourselves, and understand what our purpose is in this world. And um, I was listening to a, a reported um, article of the New York Times, and they were um, the name of the article was "Why Do Americans Cheat So Bad?" And they went and they looked and, and, and they you know went down these different avenues and they compared us with you know uh, uh, European countries and and, um, and what had changed there and what had not changed here and they it came down to morals and they also went back and told the stories about how people have tried to teach morals over the years that there was even etiquette classes and there's all these programs that have um, tried to teach people morals and people can't teach people morals is what they realized. And the sum of the article was that in order to create morality, people have to be encouraged and taught to go and be with themselves and 
understand themselves, love themselves, and understand their purpose. And when that happens, they create their own moral compass. Hmm. And that's that's the thing. You know, we have to we have to get in touch with ourselves. We have to know who we are. And and over the last few years, I've really done the work that I've needed to do. To I'm sure I have a lot more to do. Of course, we're always growing, but I I have purpose, and um, it feels good. And life changes when you have purpose. It's that's what our job. I, I believe that's what the essence of um, living is: is that we all have our gifts to give, and we're supposed to get up every day and give our gifts to the world. And through giving of these gifts, we receive a life of abundance. And I think that's really how that works. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder where I got that from. I wonder where that came from. Yeah. I wonder where that came from. And and. What happened to you when you discovered your purpose? How, like, has it unfolded, and what have you seen in your life differently because of it? Um, all, well, one thing, all the things I think, I, all the things I thought I needed, didn't. Um, you know, I had all these big plans and stuff in my life, with, and schedules and things that needed to be done at certain ages. And if I didn't do that, then I wasn't on track. And, and I realized that that's all made up and nothing. And you know, you kind of relax into the knowing that you know I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now, and that's a major. I mean, I, I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people, but that's a major thing that happens, a narrative that happens in all of us. You know, we're all in this race to do this, this, and this, and you know, achieve these things by this particular date. And it's like when you don't have to worry about that, your your mind just gets can fill up with so many other things. You know, um, it's just easier. Life is just easier. And um, I don't know anybody that couldn't <laughs> could, could not um, benefit from just life being easier. Um, and then there's just the love, the love for myself and, and um, appreciation for what I do bring to the table, which allows me to give more of who I am. And, well, you know, when you give to other people and, and they're receptive of it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, it just makes the whole, the whole life just run a little bit better. I'm so curious, how did you get to see that you didn't have to have deadlines or have to have anything inside of you? Um, well, I did a lot of work with um, some great people, <laughs> me included. Um, and, you know, just through um, a lot of training and learning and meditation and um, sitting quietly with myself. have to slow down a little bit and, you know, give yourself a little time. And it's so interesting that when I share what I've been doing and share the successes that I've had with other people in my life who might need to, you know, look at some opportunities for themselves, people get so um, baffled by taking five or ten minutes to themselves a day. You know, they see something that's almost impossible. I don't have time to do that. Wow, you know, I'm so glad that I live in a world that I have time for myself. I made time for myself. Mm, say more about that. I can feel um, when you're talking about it, Jason. I feel the luxuries. The lux- that's the word, but how luxurious that is. Yeah, it is. It, um, you know, it came to me. Uh, the thing that really kind of just set it down for me was an Uber driver that was taking me to the airport to go home for Christmas two years ago. 
and I was in so much stress, how great you know, what I was going through with my work, I pushed myself to the, to the limit, and I got in the car, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to tell you to rush, but I'm ready. And he put me at such ease. He's like, don't worry about it. We're going to get you there. It's going to be fine. Just sit back and relax, and I'll take care of it. And we're sitting some music. We're driving about five minutes into the drive. He goes, I have to tell you wrong part first. explained anything about what was wrong in my life. I hadn't told him anything. He just said, Spencer, you have to get this. You have to feel your own part first. And it just clicked. And then, you know, it just came from out of, from, from out of nowhere. And I knew that was the message I needed to hear. And um, it's true. You have to feel your own part first because we're all such wonderful, loving souls who have so much to give each other that if we just feel our own part first, we can do that a whole lot better than we do when we try to, you know, just do everything at once and, and do too much and overextend ourselves and it's just not the right way to go about um, living. Um, yeah. So I, I um, for people who who are going to listen to this, um, because that's such a beautiful story. And how do you fill your cup? What does that mean for you? Um, well, for me. Um, Again, it's taking that time for myself. So in the mornings, I get up, and before I even look at a phone or, you know, um, try to, like, plug into the spiritual world, I go out to the garden, and I work in my garden. I um, have my coffee. I will, if I'm doing exercise that day, I'll go ride my bike. I'll do something. And it's, you know, a couple hours after I get up before I even need to check in with the world. And it just allows me that time to just be with myself and just be comfortable and easy. And it took a little while to get there because it was hard for me to you know, allow myself that, but then it was also, too, it was hard for the rest of the world to realize that, hey, this man doesn't answer the phone until 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, I think that can be kind of hard when you work for yourself. My contractor texts me at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and says, good morning, last time, so it's, you know, that's just good for me, but, you know, now that everybody's kind of used to it and, um, and accustomed to it, it's, no one's upset about it, and I still get everything done that needs to get done, and, um, it allows me that time to just have peace and perspective and think about what's happening in my life. And um, it, when you think about it, it changes. You know, when you get something that's missing, it works. And, you know, out in the garden, if I, if I water those things and, and look at them every day, I can tell you whether they're healthy or not. And that's one of the things that does well, is just looking at it every day. And um, that's what you're doing when you're spending time with yourself and quieting yourself. You're looking at yourself every day and saying, hey, where am I? What do I want to do? What's, what's important to me? And I can't yeah. think of better thing to start the day with. You know? I've never heard it put that way. And it's said so. But what's interesting, Jason, is what I'm hearing in the way that you're looking at yourself is you're looking at yourself not from judgment. You're just looking at yourself from just a true, honest, how am I? Like looking at a plant, oh, you need this or you need that. Like, there's no sky is falling. It's just an honest assessment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is that, is that true? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, you got to look at yourself. See what you need. And then yeah. give it to us, you know? Mm. In what ways? And, and I, I, the reason why I'm harping down this, because I can see this is why you're such a 
so life-giving for your clients is because you can listen to yourself and give you what you need, you can listen to other people and give them what they need. Of course. Plus, we're not, when, we're, when we're not taking care of ourselves, we're distracting with all these things going on in the back of our minds, like what we need to get done or what we need to do or things that are not working for us, right? And that's, you know, you can't help someone. You can do, you can do, you can help other people. You can be a, a good servant to, you know, whatever audience that you serve, um, you know, if you don't do this, but you can't do it as well as you can if you take care of yourself first. But once you take, let, once that shadow disappears in your mind and in your own uh, being, then you're, it's like a, um, a trauma, you know, it, something has to go in, right? And whatever you make room for, or whatever gets the most poured into it, is what gets the eternal, right? And um, when you take all your chatter and your your stuff out, you've got so much to give everybody else. You know, it's um, it's it's just exponential what you can do once you're taking care of yourself. Mm. And how much easier it is when you're in that space all the time. You can't find that five or ten minutes, but five or ten minutes can turn into an hour. You know. Once you get into practice. <laughs> <laughs> An hour can turn into a couple hours, right? Yeah, totally. It can be 2 o'clock and people are already telling you good morning. And how did you um, teach more about the chatter in your head? Say more about that. Well, we all have it. It all comes out. It comes out for uh, different people different ways. But um, one of the things that I learned um, is out of a book called The Artist's Way. And I didn't even finish that whole book. I really read the first chapter of that journal, and that's all I did. But, um, it gave me a suggestion that you get up every morning and you write in a journal whatever you want. You decide, okay, I'm going to do this every morning for five minutes, ten minutes, however long you want to do it, and you sit down and you write for that five minutes and ten minutes. And it allows you to get all this stuff out of your mind. I mean, sometimes it's like blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like just scribbling. But there's something about the release there that happens that once you close that time goes off and you close that book it's not a journal you go back to it's not a journal you really try to document you know your life or, 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 or keep notes on things that you want to remember it's just getting the chatter out and um, for someone like me uh, that's it's been really helpful really beneficial to do that and you know sometimes if I don't do it in the mornings I, I miss it but then like I'll get all chaotic during the day and I'll sit down and I'll, I'll do that journaling and it's just a nice uh, exercise to bring yourself back to center and um, get all this stuff out and you realize oh it's not scribbling it's not like that you know it's not as um, earth shattering or um, hard as people think you know you seem to have um, profound observation skills like there's um, and I'm curious about what you see about observing I don't know where this came from or really how it developed. Um, but my dad's always said, be careful for your superpowers. You know? And um, being a, you know, more like a joke uh, at first, but I think that just the way I was raised and um, the life that you know, I experienced and growing up gave me a, just a lot of empathy for people and um, looking at people for where they were at and and loving them for where they're at. My mom will always say that, you know, Jason has experienced in you know, all walks of life from what you could consider the lowest of the lows or the highest of the highest. He doesn't have a judgment against anyone. And um, I just, I've always just loved people. And um, 
something about connecting with, with folks that you know, maybe you can't and, and, and see them you know, through an, a, a lens that there is no judgment. There's, you know, there's just love. And, and I don't know. I just, I, when I was a kid, um, you know, a teenager, I remember um, two things that I did. I was, um, one, I would go to this um, senior citizen's house and cook the dinner on, on some Saturday nights and, and you know, kind of help around the house a little bit when I could work a job. And um, just being able to see the difference that I had in her life and just the little things that I could do was just really profound. Um, and still sticks with me. I don't know. There's just something about making this life a little bit easier for everybody that we just care for more. You know? And Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I, I'm rambling a little bit. But, um, curious, what was your question? No, I just because one of the things when I met you, and um, I remember how you, ever since quitting, you create this package, care package, <laughs> for people on the street. Right. Yeah. It's a, a little thing called Church Streets. And um, we started that uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. And a friend of mine's nephew was coming in town, and so we, I wanted to do something to kind of teach him what Thanksgiving's all about, or at least what I thought it was about. And um, so we put together um, a group of friends, and we went and did a Mills and Road route. And um, we were we had so much fun um, doing that. that um, you know, Mills and Road have particular recipients to their uh, program. But as we were going out in San Francisco, there were just so many people out in the street um, uh, that needed something. We didn't have anything for them. So we... The next year we added, you know, meals of our own so we could go do the meals and wheels, then do a meal for our own, and then the next year we did sweatshirts, and then the next year we started doing socks, and um, it's just an opportunity to, um, our, our, the goal of the group is what we say is to live gratitude through a celebration, um, and to feed others before you feed yourself, and, um, uh, you know, of course, Thanksgiving is so much about food and, and everything else, but um, it's just a, there's an there's a energy that comes from Helping someone and just being there for someone and making people's lives a little bit brighter, a little bit, a little bit lighter. And it, for me, it's just like a drug, you know. It's just something that I feed on. Mm. I don't know. It's stuff that I, I, yeah, I have a hard time talking about because since I never really thought about it, it's just something that I do, you know. It's easy for me. Mm. I can feel the um, the kindness and the generosity to humanity that you have. Say more about that, because that's my that's my jam. That's what I love. <laughs> well, um, you know, it, they say God is love, right? And you know, what's what is that, right? Well, what I think uh, God is, and what that statement means is, you know, we put out an energy in everything we do. Everything, every action we have is out to emit a signal out into the, the world, right? So, um, if everyone in this world um, really embodied what it is to love everyone, love, love one another. That energy that would be put out by all of us is God. And that's where, that's where, we, that's where we live. Yeah. I can feel the beauty of it. I mean, it's really funny that as an interior designer, you create, like interior designers create beautiful things. And 
you know that I'm in the Gene Keys and blah, blah, blah. Um, and there's a Gene Key, the very first Gene Key, and it's about the formed world, and it goes from entropy to freshness, but the city of it, the ultimate is beauty. Hmm. And it's about this love flowing through us in the formed world. And so to me, it's like, here's this love that you have for humanity, but I also, it's like a two for one with you. Because here's this pure energy of love that's formless, but it also gets to be in the formed world of beauty. And that's, they talk about in this gene key and the beauty and the freshness that it's all of intimacy. And that's the thing I know about you, is you're designed, you're not a cookie cutter looking at magazines going here. You come in and you see what's fresh and you imagine it. And I can see where it's coming from. It's just God's love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the space is one thing that I imagine. The other thing that I do is I really, I look at the way people are using their space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, after a project's done, you know, I, I go back and, and, and look and see, you know, where, where are they dropping the, the backpack? Where are, they, where are they putting their stuff when they come in, you know, to the house? Like, you know, where, where is one person sitting all the time? And then looking at that and tweaking that and making modifications to the way the house is laid out um, is, is an important step of the whole process. So, you know, there's a beauty aspect to it, but then there's also, too, a, a behavioral aspect to it. Because you can walk into someone's house and, and know whether they are um, taking care of themselves or not. Say what? Give an example. Um, you know, you can have um, um, a house where there's, you know, husband, wife, and um, husband stuff's all pushed to one corner. It's, it's contained in a certain area, and the rest of the house, the, the wife is, you know, everything's kind of neat and orderly. Um, then you have, um, you have, then you have other thing that I see is that um, the one person is um, organizing for everyone, which means, you know, that one there, the other person is their stuff's being moved all the time, and you know, in certain places that maybe doesn't work for them, which is kind of interesting. And um, you know, offering people an opportunity to see that you know maybe they need a spot to be themselves and to let their stuff be as yeah. it is, you know. Because um, we're all different, and we all have different needs, and, and trying to help people, you know live with that and understand that is, is, is nice. And, you know, it's just not any fault. No one, not that anyone doesn't care about um, their partner or husband or wife or whoever. It's that you get into a routine and it becomes routine. And just being, having someone offer with a little bit of kindness and grace is, hey, can you look at this differently? It just kind of opens the, the door a little bit and helps people work their own stuff out, you know? Oh, my God. You're like a... Uh... It's got to be, we got to come up with a new name for you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know this, because what you're doing is, uh, there's a new name, I don't know what it is. It's like you're a house magician. <laughs> well, I don't know about magician, but you know, I'm definitely a shepherd of, 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 of good living. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's beautiful. All right, so Jason, we're coming to the end of our time. How do people, um, if they're blessed enough to find you, where would they find you? Uh, my, yeah, my website is um, www.jjtvd, which I'm interested that you didn't pick up on that one, but jjtvd.com. And, to be um, determined. It's that is one that is really the main that is really the main um, re- 
reason for that. I have often used the business of design, but it's really to be determined. Um, our, our, all of our lives, none of us know what's coming, and we just have to be open to it and um, let it happen. Oh, my gosh. Well, it, I love you, and I'm so grateful, and I hope, I really hope the right people um, who could benefit from your services find you because I know that you're a gift. I will. I'll always look back. Great. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you.